0: "'Twas the night before Christmas, and all through the diner, "'Ali gave advice to a drug-addled miner. "'The breakfast was served by Miss Marsha with care, "'in hopes that young Rue would learn to beware. "'They sat and they munched on warm toasted bread, "'while visions of jewels danced in her head. "'Rue in her hoodie and Ali in his cap "'had just settled their brains for a deep winter's wrap. "'When out at the motel there arose such a clatter they sprang from the booth to see what was the matter away to the window they flew like a flash tore open the shutters and threw up the sash when what to their wondering eyes should appear but a gigantic truck with a driver so queer a hunky beefcake so meaty and bad they knew in a moment it must be domian dad more rapid than eagles his hookups they came and he whistled and shouted and called them by name now Monaco, now Jules, now Dancer and Vixen! On Crystal, on China, on Gina and Blitzen! To the Bottle of Cooks! To the motel bed! Now Dash Away, Dash Away, give me some head!
1: euphorians hello
0: euphorians
1: holy fucking shit (laughs) we are here we just finished the special episode part one rue trouble don't last always and we have
0: got something to celebrate wow (laughs)
1: yeah
0: for the first time in a while
1: we have cooks this time we are not gonna be sober we aren't sober i'm tipsier than you but like now I'm gonna get really drunk. We're not over.
0: Now we're gonna get drunker. Let
1: me hear that cooks pop. Oh my oh, god, i you go. I'm scared. I hate this part. Make it whisper. No, make it pop. Ah! <laughs> I hate that. Oh my god, did it spill? Hey, no. Oh my Personal. god, wait. I always like hearing it. Wait. I'm
0: an amateur.
1: Oh my god, if you can all hear that sound. Uh, Cook Champagne is, is sponsored by that save work. Just kidding. I really wish that no,
0: would be... No, we, we need to be sponsored by Cook Champagne. I know. The I other feel way like... Around. I don't want to sponsor Cooks. I want them to sponsor us.
1: Oh, I would... Oh, I no, I know. But I'd want to do, like, ads for them. And I feel like oh, yeah. Cal should, too. Like, I feel like he... What's his... Eric Dane? I feel like... He, I almost said, what's his name? I'm so rough around the edges lately because we've had such a euphoria dry spell. And I'm going to cheers to us getting our euphoria... Pussy's wet. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers to pop in that cherry for yes. the ninth time. Cheers. Or Wait, I want like a good gulp. Mm. Okay. Mm. Wow. We have a lot to unpack, and I feel like we don't need any structure. Like, we're just gonna dive right in. Like, this is literally, we just turned off the TV, and now we're just sitting here drinking champagne, getting drunker, and we're just gonna fucking go for it.
0: Yeah, Paige, I, right off the bat, thoughts, oh, oh, my
1: God. You, I can hardly me breathe. the raw
0: impression.
1: I know. It's, it's just, like, it's so dark, but I'm glad it was, if that makes sense. Like, of course, a part of me was, like, hoping it'd be a little bit of Christmas cheer, but, like, I knew it wasn't going to be. Like, we ended with Rue, like, essentially dying. <laughs> like, she didn't actually die, but, like, we thought she fucking died. So mm-hmm. it would be really weird if, like... This episode was like, bang, like, euphoria, like, labyrinth singing and, like, rhinestones and, like, the whole mm-hmm. thing. So I kind of, like, appreciated that it was really fucking dark and, like, yep. simplified, if you will.
0: Yeah, this was a uh, a real, like... What about
1: you? What was your, like... In... What's, like, one, one word for me? Okay, one word to encapsulate what we just watched. I would say, like, heavy.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I can't argue with that. It was, uh...
1: What was your raw reaction? Like, your initial right I thought it was, just turned it off. i thought
0: it was great i obviously like very uh very heavy um i really liked the like self-contained like two character mm-hmm. format that Banter. they went with um very reminiscent of like the like uh the fly episode from breaking bad like um, that's just one of the more famous examples of like shows taking like a break from the action to give you like just like two characters interacting for an entire episode. For sure. Um and when that's done right, it's it can be so good and I think they did a really good job. I think they totally nailed that format and the execution of it.
1: Yeah, I think it shows that Sam Levinson's just a great like writer and director. Like it's mm-hmm. it's nice cuz we don't get any like surprises like a lot of other shows. They have like multiple writers. I don't. I'm not quite sure. I think Sam just writes it all. I don't think. Maybe I'm wrong. I think so too. I'm but not I think it's it sh- to me. It But I know he value. wrote this one. But yeah. Yeah, like um, it just shows, and it, it makes sense, and you you can really, of course, we know more because we're all super fans and we look into it. But like, if you weren't a super fan, just watching it, you can tell that the writing is just so consistent, which I appreciate. Like, it never feels different. It mm-hmm. you can tell it's Sam telling. And it's story. very
0: in the vein of like all these. The fact that it, like, takes place in this, like, all-night diner yes. places it amongst, like, many other, um, kind of, like, classic, <laughs> like, conversation-based pieces that take place in diners, like, you have, like, classic, mm-hmm. like, Reservoir Dogs shit or, like, coffee and cigarettes, like, conversations in a diner is kind of, like, its own, like, weird micro genre.
1: For sure. This and this
0: definitely is, like, right in there.
1: And you know me, I actually, like, weirdly... I have, like, my own little, like, subset page genre of favorite movies or TV shows that stay in one setting. Like, The Breakfast Mm -hmm. Club is, like, one of my all-time favorite films. And I'm just, like, a film geek in that I think if you can create something that just takes place in one spot and you can do it well, like, fuck. I think that's extremely right. if you can if that skillful. doesn't
0: become boring like that's yeah. a that's a challenge and a, i think they did a great job with it exactly um,
1: but that's just like something geeky about me that i i like in directors like if you can do that i'm i'm, mm-hmm. I'm very impressed so also i was geeky, impressed
0: did you notice that uh i'm pretty sure they shot it on film because it had a lot of grain to it
1: oh really yeah how do real... you know the difference i forgot like
0: I mean you can't always like just tell yeah. but like this was like shot on like particularly like grainy film if it yeah. was and if not like maybe we just had really well, shitty no, connections. I think it was but also... it sure sort of seemed like it was like Wasn't it cuz it was grainy. through the window
1: though? like you could see in the behind the scenes? No scene? it was
0: like the it was like the actual like Oh. either we had a shitty connection yeah. or there was some serious like,
1: <laughs> well, we have green, HBO Max. like
0: film grain going on there. Yeah, um, we have HBO
1: Max. Shout out Louise, one of our best friends. He lets us use his HBO Max. So he's literally the only reason we are even able to podcast. Shout this out evening. Louise. Shout out. But we had our computer plugged into our TV, so it could just be on the awesome. no, i think it was because at the end
0: when they were like doing the recaps like or the behind the scenes stuff it was like very noticeably different when they would switch from scenes from the episode and then Mm -hmm. back to like Sam Levinson talking or something
1: got it okay so I feel like we we're not gonna have structure but let's just like shoot the shit for a minute so what did you think about the intro scene of like Jules and Rue like I'm not gonna lie I felt a little like I was like blushing while watching because I'm just not used to seeing them be so intimate like Every time they've had a really, like, amazing, like, aha moment, like the night of the fa- the fair, when they, like, make out in bed, it's, like, very dramatic, very mm-hmm. fantastical. It almost doesn't feel real.
0: Mm-hmm. And this
1: was kind of, like, the first time where you're, like, this is, like, a little... It felt a little weird, because I'm just, like, not used to seeing them be a real couple. I'm used to them always being so complicated and, like...
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. It just... It felt a little, like, basic, if you will. Not, I'm not, like, criticizing it oh, at all. I just
0: not a fan of it
1: no 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 it's not that i'm not a fan i'm just saying i'm not used to seeing them be like a basic couple is what i meant Mm. like kissing and being like i love you like oh good luck at like college today like it just felt weird because i'm just not used to it it's not that i'm not like standing it i just like i said i'm used to them being like highly complicated
0: it sounds like you hated it (laughs)
1: Really? I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. I'm just. I don't think with I you. do. I'm I just, fucking with you. I'm no, I'm. But I'm kind of confessing that I don't think I could ever like stand Jules and Rue together, like end game because I oh, because I don't that's really. A big revelation. Yeah, I just I am not the fan that like sees them living this dream like like what they just showed like them in New mm. York like living a little apartment like, yay our lives are great like, I don't know I don't I feel like. They are those type of people that will have something really, really special and meaningful that will, like, change both their lives forever. But, like, sometimes you leave it at that, and that Mm. makes it more special. Does that make sense?
0: It makes sense. I'm kind of the opposite. I really... Really? I really liked it, but... And I think that, for me, like, really liking it makes this episode all the more, like, tragic because it's very clear that, like, Rue and Jules can't be together. Yeah. So it, like, hurts more because you get, like, this glimpse of, like how nice it could be but then mm-hmm. it's like at the end of it all like rue's still an addict and like yep you're like yeah that's that can never happen like rue can't be with Jules, like at least not for a really 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 long yeah. time like and it's... if at all and they like bring in miss Marsha basically to like <laughs> solidify that like yeah our girl miss marcia is like yeah you really like you can't really have both yeah and it's not going to be good. Well, they're seventeen. If you're trying to do both, like
1: even if they did want to do both, they're not like twenty-five or thirty. They're seventeen. So Jules. I mean,
0: it doesn't matter what age you are. Like if you're yeah, an but addict, Jules you isn't going to look at
1: eye and go, "You know what? You're an addict and you fuck up all the time." But like, I'm in it for the long run. Like you don't say that when you're seventeen. Like she's exploring herself. I mean, she's
0: no one's here for that. I like, know,
1: but she's just a little more. Co- I feel like we've always said like Jules is on a more confident track. She's kind of like learning like. More about herself, like meeting new people and kind of going like, "Ooh, like this could be cool." And Rue's kind of like stuck in her addiction, so I just don't. Yeah, I I feel like they're too young to like. Yeah, (laughs) and I think that 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 was like the real,
0: like one of the real like hurts of that episode is like the Rue Jules thing is not going to. I feel like it won't even be able to be a lasting arc in the show because it's gonna be so obvious that Rue can't be with Jules. Yeah, like so it's. It's well, just like it sucks, but this episode like kind of sealed the fate of their relationship. Like they're not going to be, be able to be together. Which I think it's sucks. still going
1: to be complicated though. I don't think it's going to be like they're not. Of course, not together so it'll still
0: be like complex and, and shitty always. Like they're always going to like. I think they'll like love each other, but like they're not going to be. They're not going to end up together.
1: Yeah, I really wonder. I'll, I'll probably do more research later. But I wonder if that was Jule's actual apartment, and the only reason I say that is because that was absolutely her art that she was like going through. She's posted mm-hmm. it on Instagram. Mm-hmm. I could just I knew.
0: Yep. And cool. That's I, cool.
1: Or they just decorated the set like really fucking well because I'm I'm a positive that that was like all of her shit. Mm-hmm. Like that was all of Hunter's shit. Like you saw like the punch. purse that you liked right by her yeah. front door. Mm-hmm. What was it like a fruit?
0: It's like a fruit punch bag. Yeah. Like yeah.
1: I, I could just tell. And she did, like, a Vogue interview a long time ago about, like, her life in New York City and, like, what it's like. And it was kind of, like, whimsical. And they, like, showed a deeper look into, like, what her New York day-to-day life is. And I felt like that looked just like her apartment. But Mm. I could totally be fucking that up. But Interesting. But anyways, I thought that was kind of cool. Like, her shirt was cool. Her Mm collared shirt with, like, the clouds on it. Yeah. I I like that. that. What did you think about... um... (laughs) Alex thought uh rue was smoking crack at first because she had like a roll a rolling paper
0: she had not a rolling paper but she had some like piece of plastic pipe that she was like it wasn't used.
1: plastic I think mean, it was just a piece of paper I like, think she took it out of her journal and rolled it up so that she could sniff uh, the whatever.
0: she, she I, went to the bathroom I thought Rue was about to smoke crack at the end of that dream sequence <laughs> absolutely out loud I was, was like is she smoking it.
1: crack I was like oh Jesus like is Rue really well, she like a crack addict it now it to
0: like snort the crushed up pill like Merry but, Christmas uh, Rue's a crack yeah speaking of Christmas that was a uh, that was about as dark of a Christmas episode as you can get Yeah. I mean it takes out. place on Christmas Eve and i think other than that like the only other christmas aspect of it was like ave maria at the end
1: which i i will say like i stand that song so hard any movie that's ever had that song i feel like is so powerful that was a
0: very like dark labyrinth like version it was of but it was maria. good and it, it was so him it had like the organ and shit i know
1: i liked it you know me though i love that shit so i really liked that but ave maria in itself i think is a song you wouldn't know I liked, if that makes sense. Like I feel like it's yeah. the only like opera y like psycho song that I'm mm-hmm. just really into. I think it's powerful, so I liked that choice. Is what yeah. I'm saying.
0: Yeah, they yeah. didn't give us a uh, a warm and cozy Christmas
1: episode. though. No, not at all. So that was hard. We got the jewels and Rusi, and was there anything else from that that we felt was important? I mean, it was so short. Nah. and then Hunter Schafer didn't get a lot of screen time. Let's be honest, nah. but
0: but. I think it's safe to assume that the second episode is going to be a Jules episode, so Absolutely. that's cool. We're I think gonna so, too. We're going to get a good old Jules episode. Let's hope that it does not have a what's-her-name Stinky uh, McGee.
1: Natalie or... Oh, fuck. No. I, whatever that fucking... It'll like, come to me later. I'm stink too stink tipsy. The girl that she meets at the is. rave yeah. with her other friend when they go to yeah. LA. Let's and... hope
0: the jewel segment is light on that bitch, whatever her name is. Oh, shit.
1: She's so unimportant to us that we can't remember I her know. name. That poor girl, like, in, in real life, if I ever ran into that actress, I'd feel so bad. we just shit on her so hard. If I hard. ever ran into
0: that actress, I would throw something at her. Oh,
1: my God. No, you wouldn't. That's psycho. So, yeah. I mean, I feel like it was weird i just i felt like a little uncomfortable watching them like make out in bed and stuff because i was just like oh like they're almost like too good to be true and i like you said i just that was hot though it was hot yeah we got a little bit of of, of
0: topless jewels in there for only Mm -hmm. being in the episode like a couple minutes
1: (laughs) i know she just was like all right shirt off here we go Yeah, she was probably, like, she probably asked Sam, like, can I at least show my tits since I'm not in this, like, for very long? And he was like, yeah, girl, do your thing.
0: (laughs) I'm sure that that's what Sam Levinson said.
1: (laughs) Okay, I don't think it went down like that at all. But I'm trying to think if there was anything else in that scene that was, like, stood out or was important. Not Um, really. It did, it was a little depressing that she went and did drugs in the bathroom because it kind of gave you a glimpse into what, like... Well, that's into, the thing.
0: They can't be if they're together. Rue yeah. can't not be an addict. Like, Do you think
1: she was hiding it from her? Was that because it was um, under the mattress? So it yeah, made probably. me think like it's not perfect because yeah. she leaves and then she's like, of course not because Rue Ru
0: can't Ru can't be with her without being an addict. Like, I know. I don't think the which is sad because right be before she thing. does the
1: drugs, Jules is like right as she goes out the door, she's like, "This is everything we dreamed of." And then Rue goes and does fucking drugs. Yep. Sucks.
0: Rue's an addict for life. She's got it bad. She does. I think this episode really, like, solidified that. Like, this is, like... She's, like... She's really, like, an Ollie. Like, this is, like, a lifelong... I mean, we always knew that, but, like, this episode really, like, showed you, like, the depths of, like, her addiction and, like... We get a lot... We get, like, more character building for Rue in this episode than in, like, almost all of season one. I agree. So much more, like, depth and, like, more insight into, like, her motivations and her mindset and what she's like dealing with Mm -hmm. um
1: they really peel back those layers yeah which I think is really I think
0: that's great for setting up season two that we get like this level of like depth in Daru um so I think that like weirdly these episodes may end up being really beneficial to season two
1: I think so too and we saw in the the little like six minute after the episode recap They mentioned that, or Sam mentioned that, that it was weird because this pause in filming allowed him to show us that, which Mm -hmm. is crazy to think we wouldn't have gotten that. Mm -hmm. They weren't meaning for that to be like just in the diner; it was more of like a quick scene. So it's kind of cool that we get to see like the more complex side of Rue. I agree because I don't think we would have seen it otherwise. And I
0: think we'll get the same thing next week too. Like I think going into season two, we're gonna understand Rue and Jules like way fucking more than we did before.
1: Absolutely. Um, we were laughing because the diner. I don't know about everyone listening, but I don't remember. I, we were saying we think that's Cal's motel. But if yeah, it is, I don't talk, remember. So <laughs> let's talk like
0: detail. So, yeah. like, the diner is in the parking lot. Frank's of restaurant, the motel. I think, is what it was called. Whatever. Yeah, I think so. But uh, it's in the parking lot of the motel, which is interesting because. I think in previous shots of the motel, there's always... I think there's been a building there, but I don't think you've been able to tell what it was, mm-hmm. and I don't think they've ever shown, like, windows on it as if no. it were, like, a restaurant. Um, we'll have to go back and watch. So that was yeah. that was weird and interesting. Um, a little weird. I also yeah. like
1: that... There was another time in Euphoria where it rained at the motel, and I always laugh because I'm like, it does not really rain that much in California. It rains like five mm-hmm. times a year. So they always make it like so sad and rainy, <laughs> which is fine. I know. I'm here for it. It's fantastical. It's, you know, it's not real life, but like I always laugh because uh-huh. it's like dumping rain, and I'm like, it just doesn't rain that much. Like well, the that. first like <laughs> half of the
0: episode, I kept expecting like a like Cal or like Nate cameo in the background. I thought maybe they would sneak Nate like going to meet up with like like Maddie in the motel yeah. or something. Uh, me too.
1: I was like waiting for another character to enter the scene. <laughs> right. But a part of Just me knew. because you know
0: it's the motel. I thought, or maybe, uh, what was uh, what was Cal's other hookup at the motel?
1: Oh, the boy, the gay boy, the femme yeah. boy.
0: Uh, oh, I don't... Monaco. Monaco. Yeah, yeah, I thought maybe Monaco would like stroll by in the background. Um, yeah. But alas, no Monaco.
1: Yeah, I'm glad there wasn't. Like anymore, I think like I said, yeah. I, I'll st- I stand the two person dialogue. I didn't mm-hmm. really need any other. Car- I don't need Cal sneaking into yep. the motel in the background. So. Oh, I know. I was <laughs> just joking.
0: Um, it seems like this doesn't take place. It seems like they did not include Corona. No. Not confirmed. They but they did make reference to the revolution. Everything else that's going on in the world and that is completely fucked up. But it seems like they left corona out, which I actually like. I don't Same. need masks and corona talk. No. Um, but I think um a lot of the like Black Lives Matter, police like brutality, mm-hmm. political issues, revolution, X. whatever, like that means like all of that um being brought into the story. Um, I think that makes sense in the same way that like bringing nine eleven in makes sense and that like yep. this is very much an era like
1: devoid of like a national sense of hope mm-hmm. um, and you could sense it like when they were talking about it I I was imagining as actors I'm sure that was a really like profound moment in time for them both to be even though it's fictional and they're just you know reciting their lines i can imagine that was highly emotional given the state of like the world right now like meaning it probably wasn't that hard to act because that's literally what we're going through right now right
0: it's also it was i was thinking about this during the episode but it's weird that like there ever was a time when there was some sense of like a larger like national scale of like positivity or like Mm -hmm. hope because even I know a lot of our listeners are younger or of our age. And, like, I don't ever remember that being a thing. Like, no. Like, I've never, like, grown up, like, in an era that felt optimistic. I mean, I guess when I was really young and, like, I guess the the Bill Clinton era, from what I remember of it being, like, five years old, it seemed like pretty people were pretty positive. But, like, the, that has never no. been, like, a part of my life, like, having, like, a, like, greater sense of, like, positivity or, like, optimism for the future or, like... Mm-hmm hope as a country like none of that has ever been a thing so it's or weird if people that, are like,
1: optimistic you're like uh-huh like i roll do you right. have you not watched the news like do you right. not know what's taking place in the world <laughs> like, it's
0: odd to think that there were times in the past of this country when that was the norm and that like this the like last 30 years has felt like an upending of that mm-hmm. for people that are older than us whereas for our generation and people like rue it's just the norm like yeah. This is just how it is. She was born on 9 11. Like, things just fucking suck. Like, America sucks. Like, that's just the state of the world.
1: Absolutely. I also really appreciate and love that, similarly to the other episodes, they did not. We always pride Euphoria not being super, like, political just for the sake of being political. I feel like it's always done in such a natural way that's very, like, likable and relatable and relevant. Without it feeling like, oh, like BLM in your face. Or they just shove it in there. Yeah, like it it really made sense with the dialogue. Like what Mm. he was saying perfectly somehow. Like they did Mm -hmm. a really good job of like intertwining that conversation with addiction. And with like, just the messaging behind it made sense to me. It wasn't just like, oh, you could tell like they knew what was going on. Like BLM, they gotta throw that in. Like it wasn't like that. Which I appreciate always in a show. Same. I don't need like the phony shit. I know. So I
0: liked that. Um, what else did we get on details? We got another Minnesota Fats reference.
1: Yes. That. Like twice. He said it like two or three times. I was <laughs> yeah. like, yes, Minnesota Love Fats. Um, I want to give Alex a little uh, moment here. I, I'm going to go back and I'm going to find where you said this because you nailed it. But after the show, the recap, Sam Levinson literally says... Uh, I'm sure everyone that watched it felt the same way when Ruby retells the story of how her and Jules initially decided they were, like, dating, I guess. And she brought up yeah. the fact that they got tattoos on their lip. Mm-hmm. And he was like, whoa, you did? And she was like, no, we didn't. We just talked about it. And Alex and I were, like, Bomb squeezing show. each other's arm during the episode. Like, what? What? Like, was Bomb it a dream?
0: fucking show.
1: Yes. But... I'm going to give Alex a moment here because I was a little piece of shit in the other episode, whichever one it was. Mm -hmm. Alex brought up the fact that Rue is an unreliable narrator. And after we podcasted, I was like, that was really stupid. Like, why did you say that? Like, I think that's irrelevant. I was like, I just thought that was kind of nerdy. Like, you took it too far. And then Sam Levinson literally in the recap was like, I put that in there intentionally to let the audience know that Rue is not a reliable narrator. So sometimes her retelling of her experiences is not accurate to what they really are. Right. Which is crazy. That's really mind blowing because how much else is not true? Of
0: all of season one. So, like, the bombshell isn't that they didn't get tattoos. It's that what the fuck else that happened in season one isn't real,
1: is fantastical and just. Uh, it's also similar to what we said in the episode right before this one that we did, which is that it could just be Sam's perspective of what, like his story. It could be him kind of portraying like a lot of things that are a little more fantasy and not so much like what would take place in real life. So yeah, like more on that. I I feel like I'm all over the place with my thoughts, but what I'm trying to say (laughs) is I feel like Sam maybe, you know, he's pulling the story from personal experiences, right? And we said in the last episode that we just recorded that we feel like maybe some of it is just him fantasizing what his high school experience could have been, should have been kind of situation or what millennials are doing. Hmm. Gen so, Z. Gen Z, sorry. Like what Gen Z's doing and maybe that's kind of part of it. If that. I think that's maybe more you can put into words what I'm trying to say. I think
0: say. what I think I think he when I was talking about him like introducing like this as his version of like a an alternate reality of like Gen Z, I think I was thinking more in like broad strokes and not like specifically to the story, like there being aspects that are like fake as his interpretation. Not fake, I'm just saying like maybe played, things or, like, happen like, to the
1: characters and he's like, I know this isn't happening with Gen Z, but I'm gonna throw it in there because Throw why it in not? there
0: as his vision or as Ruse?
1: Oh, uh, I don't know. Both. Like maybe it's maybe all of the characters on some level fantasize a bit and we don't get like the full story. But Rue's the the narrator.
0: narrator, So almost everything we know about all the characters in Euphoria comes from Rue. And now that we know, now that it's affirmed that she, that there are events that didn't actually happen that were shown in season one, we have to wonder what else like we think we know about characters that may Mm -hmm. not be true. Yeah. Um, and what other events that took place may not have actually taken place. That's a lot to Which digest. is very interesting, and I think it would be interesting to go back and watch knowing <laughs> that that particular scene is not real and see if there's any, like, visual um, or, like, story indicators during that scene that would tip you off as to other scenes that may totally also be false I'm i would love sure. to hear That'd what the euphorians
1: think like what they believe my might first be. thought
0: was that since ashtray gives them the tattoos he's not real but then there's a scene where cat interacts with ashtray individually with no one else present so ashtray is real
1: well and maddie and Sydney by or Sydney, <laughs> Maddie and Cassie by pretzels from right. him and everything.
0: I'm glad Ashtray's real, in other words. <laughs> we don't know that much. <laughs> I for just her. want Ashtray to be real. But yeah, it's kind of fun.
1: I kind of love that she's not reliable because now I can look back and kind of start guessing like what's real versus reality. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, another but boom
0: called that shit.
1: You did. So, you know what? I will cheers call to that Alex shit. right Season now. One. And I am gonna, Ages I'm literally ago. gonna post like the exact clip on our Instagram because. He fucking said it. Hell and yeah. I literally was a a little shit bitch and was like, nah, you're being annoying. Like, that's not euphoria. And it was. Hell yeah. So the other part of that that was really funny that I loved and was kind of comical because I'm the same way was when uh, he was putting her on the spot. He was like, so how did you know you guys were dating? <laughs> and she's like, <laughs> we didn't mm-hmm. talk about that. Like, that's weird. And that's so... It speaks, like, deeper volumes. Like, on the surface, it's funny. Because, right, like, that stuff is kind of cringy. Like, some people love that shit. I don't. I get really uncomfortable. Like, even when Alice and I were first dating, it was, like, I'd rather just pretend, like, we're, you know, fucking or hooking up. But, like, I don't want to say to my friends, like, oh, like, we're in love and we're dating. Like, it's just, uh, like, it felt icky in college to, like, admit that. It almost felt uncool. So I'm kind of curious if that's, like, the same with Gen Z, or is it that, like, they have less of a, even lesser of, like, a connect Because it's, like, mm. it's even more casual. Because you're, like, on dating apps and, like, doing all this weird shit that, like, we didn't have, in, you know? The... I don't think
0: it's super generational. I think it speaks more to her immaturity.
1: Um, and Who, I'm glad Jules you... or Rue? Rue. I'm Rue. glad
0: you brought, well, both of them. I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to bring that up as well. And I thought that was interesting and in that it makes Rue seem very young. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Where I mean, a lot of the is, time, Rue yeah. doesn't seem like a young character. Rue is very worldly, like, super cynical. She's very, yes. like, experienced. Like, she's, like... She's
1: gone through some shit.
0: She's gone through a lot of shit. She's done a lot of drugs. Well, she's lost her Well, it's not dad. just drugs, like, too.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, it's the grief she's of losing her like, dad. like,
0: been through the ringer. So she very rarely seems like a teenager. And in that conversation, that was, like, one of the first times in the show when I was, like, oh, yeah, Rue's, like, a child, like...
1: Yeah, you should. She, like, thought she
0: was dating someone, and literally they just, like, made out in bed one night, and, like...
1: <laughs> and she thinks they're, like, yeah, together. <laughs> no
0: yeah, it's, like, that's not... You're not but in a also, relationship just because you make out in bed with someone Absolutely, like, but there
1: were many times in high school that shit like that happened to me, so I, I, I get it, but you're right. Like, that's the first time we right, see... Right, in a... high
0: school. So that's why it yeah. makes her seem so young, because that's something yes. that happens in high school, and then you get older, and you're, like, okay, like i'm old enough that i can understand i need to actually like define things and like understand yeah like i need to be on the same page as the other person i think i am in a relationship with but
1: that's where it gets really dark because like you said it reveals to us that rue had to grow up very very quickly yeah and the addiction obviously doesn't help but like she was you're yeah you nailed it i liked the I I like I liked the complexity of seeing her expose more of why she's so cynical. Like, we knew that from season one, but now it's like, we really know why. And mm-hmm. it makes sense. It, like, reminds you. Because if you think about it, the whole show in Euphoria, she rarely talks about her dad. Mm-hmm. Rarely. It's kind of introduced in the beginning, but then the finales where it, like, hits you like a fucking wall. You're just like, oh, my God. Like, the hoodie is like her dad's hoodie. And you're like, right. your heart's just, like, breaking for her. When really, like the whole time, you're thinking about her drug addiction, you're not really thinking about her losing her father. Like that's mm-hmm. that's heavy enough. So, I kind of personally, obviously, can resonate with that. So I liked that part.
0: Yeah, I think it was also another like benefit to playing this uh, this whole episode off with just Rue and Ali's that aside from that particular like part of the conversation overall it also mm. makes rue feel very young and kind of like reorients her as a teenager again because she's paired with like ali who's like you think rue's like been through the shit like ali has like been through yeah, the fucking years shit, like shit. so it really reinforces that like not just an experience though but also like ideologically and philosophically like rue has like all these super strong ideas and then all like challenges them and tears them apart and you're like yeah rue is just like making pulling shit she's a classic high schooler she's just, like pulling shit out of her ass yeah and anyone that she's with like, like a, the a college education <laughs> could like poke a massive hole in any one of like her points and completely like just reorient it so it does a good job of like reminding us that rue is like a child basically. well yeah
1: i was thinking the minute she put her uh her headphones in when he left that to me reminds me of just being young just thinking like sad songs are gonna like heal you of your pain like well she listened to the song
0: as Jewel sent it to her
1: I know no but I'm just saying that just made me I'm not like yeah I just mean in general it reminded me that when you're young which she kind of mentioned when he was like so you don't believe in God what do you believe in and she's like uh like Otis Redding and like the ocean like those are more powerful than me and it kind of once again like shows how naive she is because it's like I used to think that too. Like I used to think like Miley Cyrus was like the keystone to my life. Mm -hmm. Like I thought listening to her music was like healing me as a person. I really like felt so connected to that growing up, and now I look back and I laugh as an adult. Not that I don't think it's Mm -hmm. like a cool thing. Like I I love music and art and things that uplift me and bring me out of those dark spaces. But as you get older, like Ollie said, you realize like that's not really like it doesn't help you like you have to get Hmm. you have to go to therapy you have to like be an adult you have to fix your life you can't just like sit around and be like oh like i'm gonna put on a sad song by miley and like then wake up the next day and just relive my life over again make the same mistakes and then be like almost like continue the right right, right. cycle
0: your god like can't be like a song or the ocean like you need more than that but i did think it was interesting also in that ali's argument doesn't feel like a perfect counterpoint either no Um, i think it his, I mean, his counterpoint was, like, you really you have, have to, believe to like, in believe in something. And he essentially posits, like, not that you have to believe in God, but that you have to believe in, like, personal revolution, something that, like, you believe in so much that it upends your priorities and changes your life. Yeah. Um, which is kind of, uh, it's a bit of a vague ideology, and I don't know that, like,
1: I think he was that's put on necessarily the spot, <laughs> a
0: perfect example either. Like, and for him, it's sobriety, but if it's, if you can't, like, put sobriety at that level and make that like your god and like reorient your life completely around sobriety like obviously if you're an addict you kind of need to i guess um but i thought that was an interesting like conclusion to that um it made his point very much makes sense it does Um, but i don't disagree with rue either that those things are like incredibly influential and can be very um healing and powerful as well
1: I think that's why the dynamic of this. I episode... guess it's pro-
0: it's hard because she's an addict. If she weren't an addict, like a song or like the ocean can be your god. Like you really can like orient your life around things like that. And I mean, not just a single song, but like art or like music, yeah. or, like things like that can be Passions Can be, be that for you. But if you are an addict, you have to orient your life around like getting better, around Getting's sobriety. Sober. If you want to like not be an if you want to yeah. like not be on drugs all the time, you know.
1: I was going to say the dynamic of this episode was it, it made me remember how cool it can be sometimes when you do sit down, someone that's had so much experience, more mature, like Ollie, and then someone so young, like Rue, because you learn so much from young people. Like, uh, I know that we're, th- we're both 30 now, which is embarrassing to admit. We don't like being old. We want to be young again. <laughs> but... I feel that way when I talk to, like, my baby sister. Who's... We're kind
0: of in the middle. Like, I feel like I still learn we things are, from but I'm people younger than me. And, I still, and now I learn things from people younger than me sure, as well. But
1: I'm saying you gain a lot of insight. You, mm-hmm. I liked that they, sh- you know, I just liked it. I liked the dynamic of seeing two people of completely different ages learn so much from one another. I didn't feel like it was a one-sided conversation where Ali had all the wisdom and Rue had none. Like, if anything, Rue said a lot of shit where I was like, yes. Mm-hmm and alex knows like i bet you felt it and if you didn't like fuck you you're my boyfriend you shut up i'm just kidding <laughs> but like when rue was talking about being so frustrated with people being like oh like why don't you believe in god like god's there for you like you're oh, here yeah. for
0: a purpose like I've been through that. People whole... died for there was it was God's plan. Someone died for a reason. Yeah, like, it's all bullshit. All that shit is fucking bullshit. It like, is bullshit,
1: and I hate when people are offended by me saying that. And I won't go too far into it because I'd like to save more of my personal life for another time, another episode. But like, I lost my dad around the same age that Ru did, and I can highly relate to that situation of many, many people in my life. It's exhausting how many people mm. try to give me that same spiel. Yeah. And it's frustrating because then you're portrayed like the villain, like the one who's negative, pessimistic. Right. You just, oh, you think life all sucks and you're so down all the time. Why don't you just believe in something positive? And it's like, fuck you. Well, it's just. Bullshit. I felt that way my whole life because I think that's lazy. I think, you know, for anyone out there that has a friend that's going through anything similar to that, it's just, trust me. <laughs> That's the worst thing you can do is say some shit like that. I mean, y-
0: yes, and not just because it's emotionally damaging pe- to people, but because it's intellectually, like, bunk. Like, it's, like, you're an embarrassment for trying to, like, posit such an argument when it can be... What do you mean
1: an argument? Oh, that, like, their uh, argument,
0: like that, there's a bigger That purpose. it's part of a bigger plan, like, this type of thing. It's, yeah. like, well, a 17-year-old drug addict just, like, tore that apart. It's, like so
1: so no don't bother i mean
0: (laughs) it always comes down to the point of like if it's like part of the plan like ultimately like what is the end goal and when the circumstances are that someone shitty or gets to live and someone good dies then you have to question the nature of the god who has the plan in place if their plan was for shitty people to remain and good people to go then
1: what's if going you, on if that's really what you believe is <laughs> then the, why is trump if you believe, why was trump president <laughs> if you believe that that's
0: really like the plan then what kind of god would make a plan like that and then you have to question like okay so you're now believing in a god that doesn't really have like a very benevolent plan
1: yeah
0: um, and that doesn't really match with like it kind of most up- people's idea of god it's like well maybe it
1: uproots everything i
0: mean if you were the type of person that worshiped like a chaotic god who had some fucked up like crazy plan like then it kind of matches your ideology but if you believe in like this like good god that like has a know, plan for has, everybody shepherding everyone to heaven it's like well fuck that goes out the window real quick like, but i like
1: that she said because like i said I, I very deeply resonated with it when she said what about like my purpose what about my mom and my sister like was his purpose right. just to raise us for like that short amount of time and then peace out like what the fuck that's fucked up and yeah. i it's I've, a
0: bad it's a bad fucking plan it's a at bad best, plan at best it's a bad plan at worst it's a fucked up like malicious plan yeah that's leading the world into like greater chaos it discredits so like what her the father. fuck kind of God it discredits is that? her like,
1: father because she literally said that's lame my dad wasn't here just to like shepherd us for you know only 17 years of my life and then fucking and then
0: abandon us in like yeah, emotional that wasn't crisis. His purpose. Like, That's dumb. yeah
1: yeah so i kinda liked sh- kind of like that she did that
0: kind of a shit life like, it is it's sorry. stupid
1: and i felt the same way so i was like you know i saw myself and ruin that i moment. mean if
0: my purpose was to raise a family and then leave them in crisis to the point where like one of them was like a devastated drug addict threatening her mom with a piece of glass i'd be like wow That's like, that was my legacy. Like, fuck, that's a shit legacy. I would not feel good sitting up in heaven being like, ah, yes, but at least my family is here on Earth, like, living at large. Like, no, they're they're fucked up.
1: Well, and the reason I said it's lazy is because from personal experience, I say that because I think that's, it's like a cop-out. It's like you're not willing to go through the discomfort of asking someone how they feel about the situation, or how can I best be... you know a foundation for you right now how can i Mm -hmm. be there for you instead people feel like they have to project all their ideas and what they what comforts them it's selfish Uh it's always selfish so it's like all i gotta say is I'll, i'll just end it on that note it's fucking selfish to bring up stupid shit like that when someone's mourning a loss because yeah
0: because you're prioritizing your ideology over their emotional health and like you're not thinking you, about what's best what? for you're not them the one. Yeah, you're, you're pushing like your like ideologies and propaganda and worldview onto someone else without yes. worrying about like and listen the intent.
1: the intent a lot of time is very good but that that doesn't give you an it's not an excuse like it's, it's still not a cop out
0: for being ignorant no it's, it's lazy so yeah. that's my
1: that's all i'll say Agreed. Anyways, anyways, another. (laughs) (laughs) I was. That's why I said I have to save this for another time. But, I mean, I said it in our finale episode. I just the reason I love Euphoria and even wanted to do this podcast was because I deeply connect with Rue. Not because I'm a drug addict. I've never had Mm -hmm. a problem with drugs, but I I know what it's like to lose someone you love, and I lost my dad at her exact same age, and just seeing what she's going through, it makes sense. And honestly, all the time, Alex and I joke like. I don't know how I'm not a drug addict. I yeah, I feel deeply sorry for her because that could have been me. And it's a lot of people go through that today from losing people in their lives that mm-hmm. they've loved. So deep yep. shit. Yeah.
0: On a different note, but kind of related. Um, I think that the flip of seeing Rue like as a child uh, or as very young and naive in the world is that at the end of the episode, we also get like, a brutal like graphic glimpse at like how how worldly uh rue really is and how much her experiences have affected her because we're just left with like this long shot of her in the car where like somehow beautiful zendaya has morphed into like this like old battered like exhausted Sad. like destroyed looking woman like she looks like she's 60 years old and like yes. has lived like a fucking like five lifetimes like i thought the same thing so like her
1: face was morphed into like a frown yeah, that just wasn't moving yeah.
0: it's fascinating that in the same episode we like reorient and remember that Rue's a child but then by the end of the episode you're also like oh yeah but also like she has so much like grief and baggage and has lived through so much like and it's like her journey is just getting like, started fucking, honey she's <laughs> fucking exhausted like the fact yeah. that she is alive is like insane mm-hmm. um so it's f- very interesting that within like an hour we see like ancient like exhausted fucked up rue and also like very young like childish rue
1: Yeah, and I like I said at the very beginning of this, I like that they peeled away all the, you know, the rhinestones, the glitter because that's so much fun and that's what we love about Euphoria, but it's cool to see this other side that's a little more deep and heavy. Yeah. What did you think about I felt like the hot, for me the heavy hitter was when he asked what do you want your legacy to be? Like if you Mm -hmm. died, what would you want? You know, and she gets teary-eyed. Oh my god, I was like almost about to cry because I was like, that's yeah. So sad that she's in that place. What does she say? She says like, "I want to be known for someone who tried really hard to be somebody else."
0: Yeah, and that's the meaning, someone like thinking, I didn't quote She wanted, me, yeah, no, I think you're, I think you got it right. But like, she just wanted to be, she wants to be remembered for trying to be good to yeah. the people around her, trying to not be like a fuck up, trying to like be a good, happy, like part of their lives, like even though she knew inside that she couldn't be, she wants to be remembered for like doing giving all she could for her family and her yeah. friends to be like there for them and to be Sacrificing like a all she them. could Yeah.
1: Just trying to trying to get sober. I mean that's essentially what she's saying without saying it. Like trying to get sober and that's not who she is. Like right now, at least right now, she doesn't know any any different right now because she's always been an addict that's fucked up over yeah. and over again.
0: Right. Because trying to be good for them means what's good for all those people in her life that she's referencing there is her, be, her sobriety. Like it's not good for anyone that rules a drug addict.
1: No. Which also leads to the whole conversation, which I liked a lot too, was... Ali and her discussing like what's a good person. Mm -hmm. I mean, we could go on and on about that, but I feel like you and I can definitely relate on a personal level. You and I have both made very big mistakes in life. Everyone has, but we've made some big ones, and it's cool to sometimes sit down with someone and talk about it and pull back the layers of like you're not really that shit of a person. Like (laughs) you're just not like. Even, like, the shittiest of shitty things. I mean, if you're trying to change and get better, you're a good per. Like, I don't know. It's like, what is a good person? That's such a complex conversation. <laughs> right.
0: And it's a very, like, rote Nuanced. classic, like, uh, therapy point to be, like, forgiveness is, like, harder and also more important, but it is. Like, it is easier to blame yourself and call yourself, like, a bad person. Mm-hmm. And if you are really interested in, like punishing yourself for what you've done than like actually try to be a good person because that's way fucking harder you're yes. gonna go through way more shit trying to be a good person than just calling yourself a bad person and like being like i'm bad and like mm-hmm. i suck and wallowing and,
1: like, in it wallowing right. in it and yeah. that's
0: like he like they did a good job like summarizing like that which is rude which is that like that's easy and it like almost lets you off the hook because it's much harder Yes. to be a good person and make like real change
1: than it is to be like i suck um uh, like i don't know i'm guilty yeah, of that I'm
0: unforgivable like it's like no you're not like but it's going to be really hard to forgive yourself but if you like give a shit about actually like changing and not being unforgivable like then you have to like really really try
1: yeah it was fun. This is totally off topic, but it was funny when that lady was like, You better pay me your tips, you cheapskate.
0: Miss Marsha, what up? Miss Marsha. Shout out Miss Marsha. She was
1: a great, cute side character. Yeah, the, uh, the
0: tertiary character of the episode. I want to know Loved more it. about
1: her behind the scenes. I feel like she... another <laughs> addict. I like that all these <laughs> just like, Yeah,
0: my girl Miss yeah. Marsha over there, yeah, she's like a lifetime <laughs> this addict. This lady like,
1: that's been serving us pancakes. Like She's, fl- she's been sober 17 years, <laughs> but I,
0: I've i known her so long that I remember her from like my crack smoking <laughs> days. Like.
1: I have something to say that I just thought of, too. I, for some reason, during the episode, thought... I don't know why I thought this, but I thought maybe he was faking the phone call at first. I know it's stupid. I don't think it anymore. Why? Because I thought maybe he felt guilty, because he was kind of unleashing a lot about his life story to her. And sometimes... Especially around the holidays, there's a lot of like Christmas movies where like you know families that are estranged, like they're like I haven't called my son like in three Christmases, and then they like you know reunite and it's all great. So I'm saying I don't don't think it it anymore. But in the moment, the whole episode, I was like, I wonder if he's faking it just to like feel like it's like therapeutic. Like he's like pretending to be like oh like how's it going like
0: God that'd be really dark. He gets out. (laughs) He leaves a conversation with Rue to like fake a phone call. No, he went out to smoke a
1: cigarette. And he was out there smoking for a bit, and then yeah. he took out his phone as he was thinking,
0: yeah,
1: obviously I'm saying I'm confirming with you right now, I don't think that anymore, but I'm saying while I was watching it, I kept thinking, I wonder if he's kind of like I, I'm not saying he's faking it for any reason i'm, I'm like I'm, it's like therapy. I thought maybe he was saying what he would want to say to his daughter if she called on Christmas. Uh... Does that make sense?" Yeah, I wasn't trying well, to make it sense. complex. I just thought maybe he's so sad talking to Rue that he's, he's pretending
0: like, to like, yeah, reconcile with his family when in reality they hate him.
1: Yeah, but obviously but, I don't think that anymore because the recap kind of showed. I mean, Sam flat out said like, you get more of Ollie's life. You get to see like right. his family connection. Yeah, it
0: was nice to see more of Ollie's life. Uh, yeah, it or was. Martin, I should say. Oh, well, yeah. I shouldn't say That's not His real, it's not his name anymore. But he they used did to a be good Martin.
1: job of. Like showing Rue's sense of humor still in his too mm-hmm. with that. Yeah, her being Both like of Martin. Them were very good in the episode. <laughs> She's like, You're, yeah, you don't Martin. look like a Martin. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't look like a Martin. <laughs>
0: well, no, because he wears his little um, nation of Islam like skull, That was funny thing. too. So the, he looks like Ali. The jokes know? about
1: getting Christianity wrong and like, or was it that was other way around?
0: Joke. Yeah which he, was it he, he was says muslim something about he was? well he says that he has faith in rue but then he's like but i could be wrong because i used to be a christian before i was a muslim <laughs> yeah, like, was he funny. used to have faith in like christ and like <laughs> now he's like now i believe something completely totally different, different.
1: Like, um so he has two daughters mm-hmm. yeah his story was intense and it also made you think at least it made me reflect on shit like that where like you grow up and you're you're you think i'll never do this or i'll never like replicate what my parents did or what Mm -hmm. my boyfriend did to me or Mm -hmm. i'll never do this and then you do it and it's it's a weird it's a weird like fuckery i don't know i was just thinking about my life and how many times i've done that as well like i've replicated actions of not my parents i really haven't really done that but like i've done some shit like in relationships Mm -hmm. like replicated actions and I'm like I will never do that and I do it yeah and that's like the worst feeling so him like being vulnerable and telling her that I I felt that I was like damn yeah I've been there it's the worst when you're like I was never gonna do that then you do it
0: yeah you know I'm sure that's one of the like major struggles of being a parent is living your whole life being like I'm not gonna be like my parents and then you're a parent and there's probably like Times when you're, like, I'm being, like, my parents. Yeah. And that stuff.
1: What was the... Okay, I was a little confused by this. What was she talking about when she kept repeating, I don't... I wasn't gonna be her anymore. Was she talking about committing suicide? When?
0: What? What are you talking
1: about? Multiple times she said, like, I wasn't planning on being here very long.
0: Here. Not her. Here.
1: Here at the diner? Or here no, on Earth? No, here on Earth. She
0: was talking about... Well, that's what I'm asking.
1: It. At first, when she said it, it almost sounded casual, and I thought she meant, like, it's Christmas Eve, like, I wasn't no. planning on being here. No, no, no. I'm no. not, like... No, I don't even mean it, like, in a funny way. I just thought she meant, like, I wasn't really, like, planning on being here, so, like, let's no. wrap this up. she means Earth. Like, no, I know, life, but then, like... obviously, I knew when she started crying, but I was like, oh, shit, like, does she mean that, uh... Does she mean that from the finale? Does she mean, like, that... Supposedly, like, that night she might have wanted to die? Or is, I it, think just she means, is I think it just vague? I think
0: it's like, a broader, like... Okay. She is, oh, like... Oh, well,
1: I just want more clarification.
0: In, like, a large aspect, she's suicidal. And in another aspect, she's, like, wantonly taking drugs. So I don't think that she's, like, expecting to live long, whether it's by suicide or, like, accidental drug overdose. I think Rue's very, like... Resigned in a large part to the fact yeah. that like she's not gonna like be around that long
1: that's so sad yeah that was really sad. hard to hear yeah. but I, yeah of course Paige's dumb ass brain is like oh she means the diner and then i was like oh my god she's crying she <laughs> means suicide Jesus.
0: i was like holy shit she's like ollie i don't think i'm gonna be here much <laughs> well, longer my mom's Eve. gonna come pick me up in five well, minutes i gotta okay. go
1: Well, if you're thinking in real time, it's Christmas Eve, like, what's... Poor Gia and her mom are, like, at home, like, where the fuck is rude, and she's having pancakes with her sponsor? I mean, I thought she was, like, trying to dip set, like, I... Loved this, but like I wasn't gonna be here long, and then she oh started crying, God. and I was like, Oh, I got you, suicide. That's so it funny. could have been the wine hitting me, I don't know, but I was like, oh Damn, God, that's really funny, I know, but that was really deep, and that, <laughs> yeah, correct that was me, really
0: deep when Rue was like, I don't know if I can be in this diner much longer, I think I gotta get home. <laughs> <Shut up>. <laughs> <laughs> Told my mom I'd be home by eight.
1: <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong, did rue ever talk about almost committing suicide in season one it's been a while you know we've it's been Mm -hmm. a long journey Mm -hmm. this podcast i'm really trying to remember if she ever distinctly said like i i wanted to die or this or that i don't think she really has i think it's been strongly like you just assume it because of her journey but i don't think she's ever said it
0: i think it's been implied and by her her actions her actions with drugs i agree but that was the first time
1: i heard her actually say like i don't like i didn't think i was gonna be here yeah
0: i'm not sure honestly good question
1: another point Mm -hmm. another question Mm -hmm. what did she mean by jules cheated on me is she talking about the bitch we don't like
0: from the rave yeah
1: yeah, yeah. okay i just wanted to make sure yeah because it's christmas eve and we don't the timeline was winter formal oh winter formal so it's probably December, Christmas Eve something. I think all that after. indicates
0: is that Jules told her about that, which I think we already know. I'm pretty sure Jules that no, tells we did remember they were in the, in the stall. Yeah, Jules tells her about that. In she's the like, show.
1: "Oh, she was so hot, she bit me." Remember? Right.
0: Oh, Anna.
1: Anna, yes, yeah. Anna. That's the bitch yep. we don't like.
0: Yep, fuck that's her. that
1: shit I don't like.
0: Fuck her. Yeah, so she told Rue. So yeah, so That's, Rue, what, she, that's so, what Rue's referring. So, to. so
1: that's why Rue sees it as cheating when really Jules is just like. Look, I like hooked up with this girl because Jules doesn't think they're a couple. She's like, "Girl, we hooked right. up after the fair, but that doesn't mean we're like."
0: It was like definitely a little shady on Jules' part, but her and Rue absolutely. were a hundred percent not in a relationship. Absolutely. And then, even if they were in a relationship, they had never had any kind of talk about like exclusivity or anything like that. So it's like absolutely,
1: yeah. but the still el- a little shady. But I'll like say...
0: not like, rep- not like horrible on Jules'
1: part. Totally, I see both sides though. I I understand. And I'm always going to be more leaning toward Rue's, you know, like, Rue's side of things. But I will say, for how young they are, Jules isn't in the wrong to be, like, exploring and, like, doing shit. I feel like that's normal at that age. And also, it is fucked up that she did to Rue, but, like, like we've said all along, like, Jules isn't, like, Rue's... She's not there to, like, keep her sober and, like, save her from, like, this life of so many challenges. So it's a lot of pressure, and I think in that moment she broke and was like, "I can't handle the pressure. I just got to get yeah. out." And I can relate to that.
0: I understand the pressure. mean I could. I would do it's the same definitely thing. Definitely forgivable, but it's also like, like I don't hate Jules. In other no, words, even though there was nothing like on paper, like she knew what she was doing and that it was hurtful. Like they had like a very deep emotional bond, and she knew that that action would be super hurtful but, to Rue in those circumstances.
1: But do you um, think Jules did it? I mean, they're both immature. I now, after seeing this episode and her talking about their relationship, I was thinking Jules did that on purpose because Rue's always so quiet and doesn't come out and say, hey, I want to date you. Like, what does this look like? We learned that because I always thought after the fair, the next day's Halloween and Jules is acting all sorts of weird and Rue's kind of like, oh, like, this is awkward. I thought we'd be tight because we like hooked up Mm -hmm. all night at the fair. But it goes to show that Jules was expecting Rue in that moment to kind of step up to the plate and be like, hey, I really like you, and she didn't do that. Not saying it's her responsibility. Mm. No, but some people do that. Some people kind of want the other person. It's like, it's yeah. okay. You and I always say this, right?
0: But that's just passive-aggressive. That's just you being it is. unwilling but they're, to but like, they're young. be straight up. right?
1: I understand. But you and I did that when we first dated. It was yeah. like, who's going to be the first to like ask the awkward right. question of, like, so are we like together or we're not seeing right, anybody? Right. And it's always awkward. So I'm just saying, I feel like she probably felt in that moment, I really want Rue to, like, step up. I think that'd be, like, a turn-on. It'd be hot. Like, I hope she asks me, and then Rue doesn't do it. So I feel like I kind of understand Jules a little more, because I feel like she kind of retaliated. And then it makes sense, because at the winter formal, when they're in the stall, remember, she's like, don't you want to, like... She says something. Like, she's trying to, like, seduce Rue. Rue's like, no, and very, like, eh, I'm not into that. And Jules is kind of like, really? Like, God, I'm giving you, like, another chance to be, like... I like you, like, fuck this, like, I don't want you to be, like, texting this girl in the stall, I want to be with you, and Rue yeah. doesn't step up to the plate and do that, so then Jules is, again, kind of, like...
0: I'm with Rue on that one, because that's an immature, shitty way to try to do something Listen, like that. Listen, I'm to not try condoning to, like, it. To I'm try saying to, that progress a relationship but... in that way is very, like, immature it's cool. and, like, shady, like, I know.
1: I'm just saying um... it exposed a new layer... To the relationship that I didn't see before,
0: and I appreciate Ru more for not being into that in that moment. Like, sure, I respect yeah. that. It was kind of
1: sloppy and weird, and yeah. Um... But do you see what I'm saying? Though I'm saying I didn't really notice that before, though I didn't pick up on that, and now I'm like, yeah. oh, like Jules was clearly like just trying to get a rise out of her, trying to get her to like confess her love, and it didn't work. Yeah. And it pissed her off, and that's it was a shitty. Why, plan. But that's why she went on the train and left her. Because it was her. this
0: bad fucking plan on I Jules' know. part. That's a fucking shitty, immature way to like. It's uh, coming situation. from the
1: guy who was very passive aggressive in college, might I add. But yes, <laughs> I'm just saying it's relatable. I'm saying well, we I'm do saying, that when I'm, we're young yeah. and stupid and we're in love. We do stupid shit. Yeah. So I feel like now I I'm more empathetic to Jules than I was before. I was just kind of mm. mad as I stand rue so hard. But now I'm like I've been the Jules in that situation where you just want to be immature and be like, fine, you know what. I'm gonna go to LA, and I'm gonna go to a rave, and I'm gonna make out with someone, and we'll see how you feel, and then you'll really want me, and then Rue didn't want her, so it was yeah. like,
0: I've been both. People so it's like in that now situation. we're gonna go on this train.
1: This is your chance, like I'm giving you this chance, like come with me. And then Rue's like, no, and I'm not. I'm saying mm-hmm. like I'm on Rue's side, but I get why Jules is like at that point is just like fine, like I'm on the train, bye. Yeah, because <laughs> it's like her last straw. Yeah, and I didn't see it that way before. I was just kind of annoyed. I was like, Jules, really. And now I'm like, I get it. She was kind of like, this is like the third time I'm trying to get you to like, jump into my arms and be mm-hmm. like, I want to be your girlfriend. I love you. And it didn't happen.
0: Whatever. You got to step up and fucking. Step up and do
1: what though? Like just be Step up honest. and say what you want. Yeah. Don't be If passing. Jules
0: wants to be with Rue, fucking step up and say it and stop playing games. But
1: like, Rue's kind of playing games too. They're both I don't
0: both think is playing games. I think Rue's just emotionally She's damaged. She's yeah. Rue's just like Rue. She's just like. Yeah, super scarred and emotionally damaged yeah. and like shy and like totally. fucked up like I don't think she ever played a game with Jules like Rue is n- no not, you're right Rue is not like sophisticated enough or in a good enough place to even try to like
1: manipulate someone you're right you're right so I mean I don't have to be right What I'll, no I'm saying you are no on. I'm I'm <laughs> saying you're right like I like I said I, I stand mm-hmm. Rue I'm on her side but I, I empathize with Jules a little more than I did yeah So, anything else? What did anything else stand out to you? I mean, we've kind of covered a lot. Yeah, I think that's most of it. We're almost at like an hour on this, and I feel like, wow, which is cool. That's how you know it's good, though. It's like we just talked for 60 minutes straight, barely taking our breath, and I still feel like I could keep talking, but I'm not going to. No, it was
0: really good. I think we covered like most of the things I wanted to talk about, honestly.
1: And if we didn't, it's fine because we're going to record again and we can add anything that we missed but holy fucking shit i guess unless so that that's it for you yeah
0: hmm let's see um shout out
1: coleman domingo he did a really good job in that yes um big big props he really like not only did we get like more of his character but we got more from him as an actor like
0: mm -hmm. he was he was really good in that um yeah yeah, i think that's they have great chemistry any euphoria, any random um, euphoria updates since our last
1: episode? Not really, but another thing I will say that everyone was so hype on that I also was hype on is I love now whenever they release anything new about euphoria, it says Emmy winners in there. Oh,
0: yeah. She's also, <laughs> uh, like, she's like got signed to Valentino, right? Or yeah. Whatever. She's like a new, like, a new like, face. face of Valentino. Yep. That's cool.
1: That's amazing. I'm
0: into that. Valentino's been doing good shit lately. Yeah. Everyone I've been doing else a lot of stuff chilling. with Undercover, which I've been
1: into. But yeah, no, no big news, cool. but oh, I will say, though, overall with the episode, yeah, they both were amazing. Great performances, and if anything, Zendaya just, like, re... She just reproved how great she is. That's not even a word, but she, you know...
0: Reaffirmed. She
1: reaffirmed her Emmy win. I mean, it showed.
0: I agree. She was great. Her emotion it was very strong. It takes a very lot to carry. Strong. You have to be, like, a, a like, moderate... To like very good actor to carry like a hour of TV with just you and one just other narrate. person like yep. yeah that's like that's respect like that's oh a I know task. I
1: was stressed like watching them because I was like I would just be so bad at like memorizing all those lines and having that much emotion during it and being in mm-hmm. one seat like I'm sweating doing this podcast just sitting at this card table imagine filming a scene in a diner with all these lights on you a microphone like yep. having to let out emotion like. Yeah. It's it's a lot. It so felt they very
0: naturalistic it. too. It really did feel like a conversation, which is like the goal, and they did a good yes. job with that. It didn't, it didn't feel, feel like mega mm-hmm. scripted. It felt like large parts of that could have been ad libbed, but then afterwards, you kind of see that it was like pretty like fully scripted. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I liked the outside the window shots too. Like, it still was. It was still Euphoria. You still felt the sense that it was Euphoria, but so it was a little. It was so euphoric. That diner was so fucking euphoric. So euphoric. Well, we are out of cooks so yeah. and we're, you know, out yeah. of time. We need to drink more. So we are going to be done for the evening. But as usual, follow us on Instagram, so underscore euphoric. Follow our TikTok, follow our Twitter, our Facebook, everything. Like, subscribe, review us on Apple Podcasts if you can. Any uh-huh. review we get is like a major plus one. Yeah. We're also almost Absolutely. to a thousand followers on Instagram. That would be Ooh. such a great way to celebrate. We are so excited to record another episode for part two, which we don't have the title yet, right? I don't know. Oh wait, that was the sorry. I will say that was the one thing we forgot: oh, yeah. the song. Yep. The Trouble don't last always. Yeah.
0: The title of this episode mm-hmm. is a uh, a Christian gospel song.
1: It's not that important, but I did want to bring it up. It's Rev. Rev. Timothy Wright. Do you think that means Reverend? Reverend? Yeah. yeah, Reverend Timothy Released yeah. in 1991. I just thought that was interesting
0: because I know our girl. A, uh, I would prefer if they had chosen the title of, like, a Islamic prayer song oh. because uh, Ali is uh, Muslim now.
1: True. But, yeah, I just thought that was kind of interesting because <laughs> even though it's our, our girl, our waitresses, you know, her quote, but I looked it up, Miss and immediately this Christian song came up, which kind of ties into all the religion they were talking about, too, so you have to wonder if they, right, like, right. got it from the song. I mean,
0: Ollie's clearly very religious.
1: But anyways, yes. Follow Sweet. everything. We love you all. We will be yeah. back. Let's also, cheers. Also,
0: just a huge shout-out to, like, everyone that's, like, listened and subscribed and stuff, like... And to support seeing us. Seeing that, like, just the amount of people that have, like, listened to the podcast and... Have just like the the Spotify like wrap up like stats were like
1: insane, just
0: humbling and lovely to see. So so
1: cute, yeah. Keep it up. Email us, message us. We like honestly love it. Keep them coming. We want to hear all your thoughts on this episode and also on what you think will happen next. So just stay tuned. I always post on socials. Look out for us. We just want to shoot the shit major on this next episode. So let us know your thoughts. We always love to hear from you.
0: All right, sweet.
1: Cheers. That is so fucking euphoric. I can't believe we just watched Euphoria.
0: That's a euphoric.
1: (laughs) Okay, Alex.